Hello there, welcome to this week's Bet McLean Football Show. On the show this week, we are joined by Jonathan O'Rourke from Crusaders and former Ards manager and Glen Torn legend Colin Nixon. Uh, gentlemen, you're very welcome to the show. It's worth noting that as we record this, uh, Balamina, Limfield, Glenavon and Institute are in action this evening. Uh, right, uh, Colin, you're very welcome. How are you finding life without management? I know you've been on this show since the Ards job, but as time passes, do you miss it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Of course you miss it. I don't think you miss the stress of it all. No, I, 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 you know, I could do without that, but no, you definitely miss it. Uh, I'm doing a bit of commentary on a Saturday at the moment, and uh, when you get there and get the buzzing, you actually release how much you miss it, you know. Um, last week, of course, the big talking point was the, the fact that Linfield got beat. What did you make of it? Uh, I thought Glenavon probably were well worth the victory in the end and, and really needed the points. And it was a real uh, morale-boosting win for them. Um, Gary would, would, would have been delighted to get uh, one over in David. And as I say, hopefully they'll push on now. Linfield, I think, are, are struggling for results at the minute. Uh, I, I talked about it on Saturday there. It's, it's like Crusaders and, and Cliftonville... Um, and Corinne, no one's really grabbing it, I don't think, and, and, and trailing the momentum. You maybe could argue Cliftonville are, but then they, they drew on Saturday. So they're, they're all much the same at the minute. Why do you think that is at Linfield? I mean, there's a lot of talk of the European fixtures at the top of the season and having played more matches than anyone else, etc., etc. Is that, I mean, we're only in November now. Maybe, maybe that argument would stand in February or March. That's only my thought. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, you go through periods like that in football sometimes where you can't really put your finger on it, I'm sure. David's pulling his hair out, trying to, to wonder why they're not scoring goals. And I thought it, against Glen Avenue, it didn't really look like much of a threat, which was more worrying. But I'm sure he'll address it quickly and get them firing all cylinders. Pete, European football is no excuse. I'm going to be honest here. Linfield were absolute garbage against Glen Avon. I could not believe what I was seeing. Glen Avon wanted it more. I think that is going to be distressing for David Healy. I've known Healy a long time, and um, uh, it was interesting what he said after the match about the mindset has to improve. And it'd be interesting to talk to you, Nicky, about that. At times, whenever Glentorn were the dominant force and the team that everyone wanted to beat, mindset was so important for your club at that time. Um, So what happens in a dressing room whenever maybe the mindset has just gone off a little bit? Well, I'm not sure it is a mindset thing with Linfield because, you know, they won the league last year. I don't want this to turn into a Linfield bashing thing, but I think if you look at the results last year, they nicked a lot of games 1-0, 2-1. You know, I'm sure if the statistics shown, you'd see that that's the way it was this year. They're not doing that, and that's a major difference for them, um, which is obviously then the, the reverse is happening to them where they're going 1-0. You know, they've won the league, which is a very difficult thing to do. Do you know, did they think they're comfortable going to win this year? Certainly not. This league's not like that. This year, that's why I'm saying to you, the top four teams are all in the same boat at the moment, where they're, they're, they're getting a few results during, and then boom, a shock comes. So, you know, mindset-wise, I think Linfield just need to go back doing what they do best, which is, which is being strong, creating chances and scoring goals. I, th- I think Linfield are still the team to beat in the title race, by the way. I just thought that performance against Glenavon, it was lacking creativity, it was lacking craft, and it was lacking character, and that's, that's the most dangerous thing. But in terms of character on that pitch that particular evening, one, Gary Hamilton. Yeah, Gary, it's amazing that he's still playing, credit to him. And not only that, you know, 
if you take his managerial duties in, in, into the, the mix as well and how difficult it's been for him to go and play and be able to play so well is, is credit to him. Right, um, you're a Glens legend and Glen Torn are, are, I'm not saying back up where they belong by any stretch of the imagination, but they're certainly getting there. Equal points for Linfield, albeit that the Blues have games in hand and a certain Robbie McDade scoring goals for fun. Yeah, they look really, really good. Um, really impressive. I know they've done a lot of work to the, the stadium behind the scenes too, which is improving the players. Their, their training schedule's different. They've better quality of player in. They are, are, are slightly different than teams where they look like they could score goals from all over the pitch. Um, I still, still a wee worry with them against the top teams, of course. I don't think the record's particularly good against them. But that I think that'll come uh, as the turnover players increases. Uh, and it's really good to see Glen Torn doing well and hopefully can compete for a trophy this season. And you said about the top teams. I mean, they've got an opportunity this weekend against Cliftonville. Yes, who they haven't fared well. I mean, i done a match against Crusaders recently and I was astounded by how little they've beat Crusaders over the last 10, 15 years. Unbelievable. Um, Clifton Valley thinks much the same. They seem to struggle with them. They lost unluckily one 0 the other night in the semi-final. Uh, be a difficult game for them. Clifton Valley are, are an attacking threat going forward like nothing else in the league at the moment. Um, but if the Glens have serious aspirations to, to win things, these are the teams they need to be beaten. I have to ask you about something earlier this season. You were back in a parade of legends at the Oval, and you got an almighty welcome from the fans. Two things, Nicky. Were you surprised at that, given that you had turned the Glen Torn manager's job down? And what did that mean to you whenever you got that ovation from the supporters? Uh, well, like, it's no secret I had a great relationship with the supporters and I was very, very thankful to get... Uh, I probably wasn't expecting it myself, as you say, but, you know, just to address a couple of points there. One, I gave me all to Glen Torn for 20 years. I definitely did. I, I left everything out in every match and um, I think the supporters know that. Um, the reason why I turned Glen Torn down, w- w- as it's unravelled now, was largely due to loyalty to my brother and my backroom staff who I couldn't take with me. And uh, People know me well. I'm not the type of person to, to leave people in the lurch and I wasn't going to do that. Obviously, hindsight's a wonderful thing. Uh, but uh, uh, with what happened to me with, at ours, with the loyalty I showed them and the disloyalty they showed me, to be honest. But, um, I, I, you know, I was really, really thankful for it. It was a wonderful day. It was great to see all the old legends. You know, I think anybody, if it had been me, would have got a good reception, and everybody did. You know, the whole place is a dip, different atmosphere. Um, I'm very thankful for the relationship I had with the fans and very thankful for that day that they gave me and you know leaving at the, at the time it is as a player I'll never forget the reception I got that day too and you know it was, it's just good stuff and why shouldn't it be I mean at the end of the day of course I would have wanted to come manage Glen Torn but as I said to you loyalty is massive to me and I showed loyalty to Glen Torn all those years and at that point I, I thought I was doing the right thing. And you mentioned Ards there obviously you managed Ards um, Warren Feeney has gone he's now managing in Bulgaria which is an incredible move for Fino did you think would that might be a job for you because I'd know you like a a back door no no definitely not no I I couldn't go back to to, I feel you know I was treated very unfairly there if you look at the the two and a half seasons I had two seasons where we're flying doing really well working on a small budget um, never complained just got on with it the last season then um, we had major injuries, the key players, I couldn't replace them. A player left for Australia, you know, a bigger clubs had come in and took the better play. It was really a real struggle. 
uh, but I was working hard and, and determined and, um, and then obviously I got a boat from the blue but you know I think maybe that had been been worked on for longer than I had realized and that was very disappointing but look I'm big enough and ugly enough to, to take it on the chin some would say the chin's big enough too <laughs> but um, you know that, that, that that's football and that's the way it goes but no I mean I've no axe grind with ours at the end of the day you know it all has unraveled pretty quickly you can see where they are in the league now and sometimes you're better to stick as, as the twist but you'd like to come back into management at some De- point oh, definitely yes I really really miss I really enjoy the commentaries at the minute because as I said to you before you can grab a coffee and you're, you're looking out the window in the car on the way to the game you're not thinking about much and there's no pressure but I can miss it yes I do and I think I have a lot to offer I think if anybody looks seriously at the, the, the only job I've had at Ards and, and reflect on it you know I kept them up as other managers at the bottom are fine now, it's a tough thing to do and I managed to do this for two years so I don't think my record's bad, I think it's very good uh, and it's something that hopefully in time I, c- I can build on and, um, and, and resurrect. Charles, let's bring you in. Um, first and foremost, we've got League Cup semi-finals coming up next week and you got uh, Crusaders with that last minute goal into the semi-final. Yeah, um, I suppose a few people were saying to me, what was I doing up the pitch in the 119th minute? <laughs> Running across to the front post, but um, I had plenty of energy left coming in towards the end of the game and I didn't really fancy hitting a penalty either to be fair, so I just made that break in and thankfully Ross Clark pulled the ball back to me and I just got the toe poke on the end of it and found the bottom corner. Good man. Um, it's been a bit of an inconsistent time for Crusaders, not what we're used to. Um, I mean, number one, how are you enjoying your time at the club? And number two, has that getting through that period, was that difficult for you? Hey, firstly, I'm loving it. At Crusaders, it's my first time in sort of full-time setup, And hey, it helps when all the lads are so sound as they are. Like, But um, in terms, we started off flying. I think the European games helped us, playing away in the Faroe Islands where we won, and then playing against Wolves. That helped us massively coming into the start of the season and we started off well and we did hit that wee rocky patch but I think every team's going to hit patches. I heard on Friday night Linfield, it's that their fourth game they've yeah. lost already, like uh-huh. even that shows you and they're like the team to beat in the league but uh, thankfully we've won our last two and we hope to go on a run now. Stephen Baxter someone we've got an awful lot of respect for on the show um, and I would say he was struggling during that period in terms of just you know getting over that again he's not used to that and what was his message to the team he's not used to it but he's an experienced manager he's been crusaders 14 15 years is it like um and it hasn't been easy his full time at crusaders in 14 years so uh, just the key thing wasn't was not to panic and we didn't um we knew like our squad's full of quality so we knew like the time would get a win like and just try to get the momentum going again. And you talk about the squad being full of quality um, and no injuries at the minute, thank goodness. I tell you, the competition for places must be rife. Oh, serious. Um, full squad there of nearly 25 players. Uh, I think everybody's been out of the team at some stage in the season. Um, you look there, we have the quality of centre-backs we have. Um, Kyle Owen's not making the squad. You've Christopher Haggerty on the bench. And then you've Hard and Sean Ward and uh, Colin Coates, the captain, I guess serious the quality you have there like Pete I have to tell you at Warren Point on Saturday the bench that Crusaders had and you'll appreciate this as well Jarlath was incredible it, it, you know there was, these are five players that was on the bench Sean O'Neill Declan Goodell Chris Hegarty David Cushley and Paul Heatley 
What a five-a-side team that would be, by the way. Yeah. I was interested to know, Jarlath, you know, there's some really massive characters in that dressing room, like we've mentioned Sean O'Neill, Declan Cadell, Colin Coates as well, Jordan Owens. What was it like for you going into that dressing room? Because you'd been at Dungannon since you were knee-high to a grasshopper. Yeah, um, it was hard too because at Dungannon I knew everybody because just from being about the club for so long and then going into Crusaders, I'm actually sort of one of the younger players at Crusaders at 24, which isn't overly young like. Whereas at Dungannon I was sort of, I wasn't one of the older players, but you know, I was getting there and I, it's difficult, but as I said, they're all good lads, all sound and all welcomed me in. And I suppose I made that trip up with Chris Haggerty and that sort of helped me a bit. And then now Paul McElroy's came in, who would be friends with. So it's all helped. Um, how difficult is it for you having a, such a connection with Tangana? Appreciate you're a Crusaders player, watching what's going on down at Stangmore. Ah, uh, it's hard, but um, there's plenty of quality there, plenty of good young players, and they, I think they will turn around. They've had a tough run of fixtures this last while, um, and we actually go to the, go to Stangmore on Saturday to play them. But um, there's plenty of quality there, and hopefully Chris Lindsay will will turn around for them. Can I ask you, Jarlath, if you score, will you celebrate? Biko, I don't score too often not to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> so you will yeah, celebrate? celebrate. Good man. I, I love that. I, do you know what? And you're the same as me, Nicky. I don't really like it whenever players score a goal and they don't celebrate. I think you've got to celebrate that moment, haven't you? Yeah, thankfully it, it never happened to me because I, I think I would have found it hard to celebrate. But I think I wonder what message it gives the rest of the teammates that you're playing with. You know, what 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 message are you sending to them? Are they not as important as the, the players you were playing with before? So, but we'll take Robbie Garrett on Friday night against Glenavon. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, listen, he's got to score. He's got to celebrate. He's just yeah, scored against Linfield. To, yeah, I think you have to. I mean, at the end of the day, it's that relation of scoring a goal, as Jarrett rightly says. Whether you don't score them too often, the first initial reaction is to, to celebrate it. So. I don't know what, I mean, it, it can be debated. I've got to ask Jarlath as well, Wolves, like that yeah. was your second or third match for first Christmas? Match. First, match. first match? That was your debut against debut. Wolves? Like Over in Wolves in front of 30,000. What was that like? Unbelievable, some experience. Um, I, was up, I was up against Adama Traore then on the right wing. and uh, Nice and easy. Nice and easy, aye. <laughs> first couple of times he ran at me, I had to take him down and give away free kicks. But I um, was lucky enough not to get away with no yellow card actually. But a unreal experience and sort of why I made the move to Crusaders to play in Europe every year, playing matches like that. So talking to Europe, let's talk about the league because obviously you, you need to be right up there to get, a, a European, get European football. So, I mean, it is really open. Of that, there is no doubt. And I, yes, I appreciate it's only November. You guys have hit a rocky patch. I presume you think you're out of that now. So going forward, you're right in this? Yeah, there's five teams right on it. Wouldn't cancel anybody out. Look, look at Gillentorn, they're flying at the minute. Uh, Cliftonville, obviously, Coleraine, Linfield, you couldn't count anybody out. Um, you just sort of have to look after yourself. I think in, in December now, everybody's sort of got a tough run of fixtures coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so in January now, the league table will tell a lot more. Like And, and the schedule is unbelievable. The, the play, you guys will be playing on Boxing Day the 26th, then you play on the 28th, and then you play on January the 1st. Yeah. And Irish Cup after that. So that. Well, I'll tell you this much here now. You know, from an outsider looking in, this is where full-time football will, will, will pay. And squad strength 
Pete, and that's why Crusaders for me are still very, very much in the mix. And Linfield as well. Yes, they were terrible against Glenavon, but they've got the squad strength um, whenever those crazy fixtures, those crazy run of fixtures come to deal with it. This is the Bet McLean Football Show from Cool FM into this week's fixtures in the Danske Bank Premiership. And we start at the Brandywell and Institute at home to Coleraine. Interesting match because Institute have been one of the surprise elements, Pete, over the last month. Since Sean Connor has gone in there, he's been like a breath of fresh air. Joe McCready is playing like a man possessed, scoring goals all over the place. And they're getting lots of good points at places where you would think they're going to struggle. Against Coleraine, though, I don't think they're going to get the result they want. Nicky was at the Coleraine-Carrick match, and by all accounts, they didn't play well. But they got the win, and that is the sign of a very, very good side. And I'm sure Owen Kearney will have told those guys in training this week they must deliver against Institute because it's going to be a tough encounter. And I can see them going there and getting a result, Pete. Wouldn't be surprised if McLaughlin gets on the score sheet. Um, ben Doherty, like he's a penalty king. It was wasn't a penalty king. That's the well, question. That, that's no, debatable. No, You're I, saying no. No, definitely not. No, I mean, I know... Talking to Arnon after the game, he, you know, he was a bit coy, a bit candid on it, but I was right in line with it. It definitely, definitely wasn't a penalty, and it changed the game, actually. We were saying Corian didn't play as well as, as they can. They definitely didn't. Carrick had a game plan, and I thought played very well. In fact, Carrick front two, which I think is a big difference between Carrick and the teams below them, is they've actually four centre forwards. Any, any two, any combination is a handful. I don't think the teams below them have that, and that reflects in the table at the moment. But um, as you say, Corian found a way to win. It wasn't a penalty, and that, that really changed the game. 3 1 to the Bandsiders. I, I would actually mirror that. I think Corian uh, are probably a bit stifled how teams are setting up against them, but then that's a mark of respect of how well they're doing in the league and why teams see them. Uh, the teams are matching up to stop them playing. But I think the Brandywell's a different proposition, you're getting the ball down, and they like to pass the ball, and I think they'll pass it better. Um, than they did against Carrick on Saturday and I would actually mirror that 3-1 as well Alright Charles? Uh, I think Coleraine will, will win too 2-0 uh, in going for but also wouldn't be surprised if Institute did get something they came to Seaview against us and we drew one all with them and I think they played Glenthorne after that and got a point as well so I wouldn't be surprised if Institute pulled a result Alright, uh, Warren Point uh, at home to Ballymena and Barry Gray I'll fancy this He will you know um, you saw them, obviously, on Saturday. They are a much more organised outfit right now under Barry Gray, and you've got to give them credit for that. Better defensively. Without question. They were hard to break down, Charlotte, weren't they? And it was just the magic man, Jordan Owens, coming up with the goods once again that got the crews the points. And they will think that they can get points against Ballymena. Ballymena, we obviously we don't know what the result's going to be with Linfield this evening, but Ballymena are in a shocking run of form, and they're getting injuries, um, and... I think Warren Point could get something out of this game, Pete. It wouldn't surprise me if Lorcan Ford produces a piece of magic to get them a result. Danny Wallace is looking back to his old self. And Ballymena are going to be in for a tough old game there. I think it'll be a 1-1 draw. Charles? I was actually thinking 1-1 draw too. Um, as Biko was saying, we went down to Warren Point and although we dominated the first half, thought second half they put us under a bit of pressure, especially mm-hmm. towards the last half hour of the game. And Alamina with their injuries, I've found it tough, but I think 1-1 draw. Colin? If that uh, rain keeps 
up it'll be off. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I'm, I'm, I was going to say I'm sure David's pulling his hair out, but I don't think he has much. But with the injuries he's had, it's been absolutely unbelievable. I'm sure he, he really wanted to build in a, the, a massive achievement to second place last year, and he hasn't been able to. You know, it must be a very frustrating time for him. But I'm going to go with Balamina. I think um, there is a, a resurgence going to come there. Um, I don't think David will suffer for, for what's happening with him at the moment. I know Warren Pointer playing well and it's a difficult place to go, but I'm going to go 2-1 Balamino. Uh, OK, Linfield um, at home to Lauren. Lauren will be frustrated that they didn't get more out of last weekend's game. Yeah, I think if any team was going to win it later on, it was going to be Lauren. Um, but, you know, for me, Lauren over the past month have shown that they're on the way up. Pete. And coming to Windsor Park is such a massive game for them. This is the game that when Kenny Bruce was playing in those millions, he was thinking, I want to bring my Lauren team to Windsor Park. So this is going to be a huge occasion for them. There'll be loads of Lauren fans coming here as well. And the thing is, they'll come with hope. They'll not come like they did in the past, years ago, thinking, oh, if we get away with a 4 or 5 nil defeat here, we'll have done well. And Martin Donnelly, um, McMurray, McDade up front. You're going to have Jeff Hughes, Food Suley. You know, all quality players, and they're going to love playing here. I think it's a really dangerous game for Linfield. I do. And um, I would not be surprised if Lauren get a point here. I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw, Pete. And I think that would please Tiernan Lynch. A word on him, by the way. At the start of the season, I was too optimistic about Lauren's chances and maybe didn't give the respect to the top teams in the Premiership that they deserved. It has been tough for Lauren, but they're finding their feet, and Tiernan Lynch continues to play football in the right way, and the right way for Lauren Football Club, and I think he's doing a fine job there. Can the Blues get the win on Saturday? Uh, I think they'll just edge it, yes. I think they need to start picking up, if they're serious about the title, they need to start picking up points and stop dropping points. They need to score some goals, because they're not really scoring goals. I agree with Lauren. I think Lauren have have done really, really well. I mean, I think, you know, if they can manage to stay in the top six, which it looks like they have a bit of breathing space now to do so, surely that was what they were hoping for. I agree with, with Stephen. I mean, you can't disrespect the teams that have been there and done that and doing it year on, year in. You're not going to catch them in one season. Uh, but I just think Linfield need, need to start performing. Um, and I think Lauren will come with a noisy crowd, but I think, you know, Windsor Park's going to be one step too far. I'll go 2-1 Linfield. Charles? Hey, I think Linfield will win too. Um, we've played Lauren twice and found it tough against them, but just after last week, I expect a reaction from Linfield after their defeat to killing Alvin, so I'm going 2 0 Linfield. 2 0. All right, stand with you. You don't have to give us a score prediction, but for yourself personally, how are you feeling about going back to Dungannon on Saturday? I'm looking forward to going back um, to see a few old faces, I don't know. Um, I've been down there since I've left. Went had a few pre-season games and all like, and still still get on well with everyone like. So looking forward to going down. All right, Bigger, what do you think? Only one result, Pete. Um, I can see Jarlath racing up that left wing and supplying Jordan Owens, Jamie McGonagall with chances, and knowing those two, they'll bury them. Dungannon are just in a wretched run of form. They can't buy a result right now. I think against the Crews, they're just going to have to try and dig in and maybe get a point. But I just don't see it, Pete. I think the Crews have had their dodgy spell and could be about to go on a little run of success. So I'm going to go 3-1 to the Crews. Listen, when you can have a player like Paul Heatley 
on the bench. That tells you all you need to know about the, the attack and prowess of Crusaders. Well, I, I, you know, I feel for Chris because it is a tough time he's going through and I've been there and it's hard when you, when you can't get a result. He's had bad luck with injuries and he'll be very thankful to pick them points up early doors because it, it has left them a wee gap. Although when saying that Institute and Point look very capable of, of catching them now. They look as if they're in a bit of free fall. Uh, they need to stop conceding goals and unfortunately I don't see them doing that on Saturday against Crusaders. Stephen probably is, is the same as the other top teams, wants to hit a run of form here. Uh, and I think he'll know that if he does, I think they're, they're the team that could, to, could stretch away, in my opinion. Uh, I see them winning three now. Uh, Carrick at home to Glenavon. And um, Carrick, albeit they got beat last weekend, have been showing so much promise. Um, Niall Curry's got them playing, and he will see this Glenavon game as one to get three points. Well, he will. They've been unlucky, Carrick, to be fair, Pete. I've watched them a few times, and um, their performances have deserved more than the results have, have got them. Against Glenavon, though, if Glenavon can produce the similar committed performance that they delivered against Linfield, they'll win the game. I thought, well, Gary Hamilton was brilliant, and Hamilton has done that you know, for so long in his career. He's a clever footballer, and he gives Glenavon an outlet. So it'll be interesting to see if he plays again. I imagine he will. But other players that were superb against the Blues, Keelan Moran, back to his best form. He is one of the best young defenders in this league and has got the capabilities to go across the water. And another of my favourite players, Josh Daniels, electric against Linfield, tore strips of that defence and so crucial that he is back after injury. And I think he could be the match winner. I'm going to go Glenavon to win 2-1. Charles? Hey, I think Glenavon will win 4-1. Um, just the quality they showed last Friday night. They've got players back from injury now. Josh Daniels and Caelan Moran was excellent against Shane Lavery. Mm-hmm. Marked them out of it nearly. Um, Kyarik have got a few unlucky results. You know, we scored late against them and stuff. Um, I think if Glenavon, I think they'll start to get a run together now and put a few wins together. And I fancy them to go on and score a few goals like they have been doing in the previous seasons. Nicky? Well, you know, I watched Carrick last week and I'll take my hat off tonight. I thought they went to Corian to try and win the match, which is a very difficult place to go and considering the run Corian had been on and only lost one in some ridiculous amount of matches. Uh, and I like that about them. I've mentioned here earlier in the show, I think the four centre forwards uh, in Kike, Satcham, Young Nixon and Smith, who can cause anybody problems. And I think that's why they're just above the bottom two because of more going forward. Um, I don't think Glenavon's going to get it all their own way. I know they'll have a, a, a buoyed by that result against Linfield. Uh, I'm going to go for a 2-2 draw. Uh, for me, the most exciting game of the weekend, Cliftonville against Glen Torum. Go to solitude. And can we just talk about Joe Gormley's goal last weekend? Uh, he's a phenomenal finisher, isn't he? He just um, delivers time after time after time. It's okay whenever you've got strikers who maybe score one and five. Joe scores five and five. Yeah, and he's like Jordan Owens as well. Like, the thing about it is, if Joe doesn't score, you're surprised. Well, you are. Listen, the guy is a Cliftonville legend, and he loves scoring against Glen Torn. They're going to have to stop him. Nicky is so right about something he said earlier in the season. Glen Torn have done well in this campaign. Now they have to take the next step. The next step is to beat the big guns, and Cliftonville are certainly one of them this season. So that's a fascinating match for me. Will they win? Well, Paddy McLaughlin's got Cliftonville playing superbly. I just think, you know, Glen Torn are due. 
I'm going to go for Glentoran to shock them um, because it's about time they did that. They've had so many painful days at Solitude and at the Oval against Cliftonville. Maybe this time they'll turn it round. And in the form Robbie McDade is in, yeah, maybe he could be the hero. 2-1 to the Glens. Charles? If Joe doesn't score, it'll be Rory or Ryan Kern, won't it? Uh, if strike force is lethal. But um, there, I think there'll be plenty of goals in the game and I'm going for a 2 all draw. Alright, okay, Nicky? Well, I'm never ever going to bag against the Glens. Uh, you know, Clippenville are on a good run of form. Paddy's got them playing great. On Joe Gormley, he's a credit to the Irish League, in my opinion. The goals that he scored, are, they always seem to be goal of the month contenders. He can drift out of a game for so long, but it's just just an absolute threat. Can't leave him alone for, for two minutes. Um, but, that being said, I think Glen Torn are resurgent. I think the job that Mick and Paul have done there is, is fantastic. I hope it grows from strength to strength. I, I can only see it growing from strength to strength. And I think they're due a win against Cliftonville, and I think I'll go 2-1 as well. Question for you, Nicky. For me, it's too early for Glentorn to win the title this season. Could they win it next season? Yes. I think that with the, the strides they're making, uh, the atmosphere at the Oval is completely different than that has been the last few years. Um, there's a feel-good factor around the place. The plans that they have moving forward, I think, are, are enough to rival anybody in the league. Uh, and I, I think now, finally, they're back in, in, a, in pole position to attract the top players again, where I think that's probably has been their downfall over the last few years. Uh, and listen, it can only be good for the league if we have Glen Torn Van for the title. I, I mentioned it on Saturday there on the airwaves that you know, for them to catch Limfield and be on the same points as Limfield, forget the games in hand, it's something that has been too long in coming and, and hopefully they can kick on and I can see them winning on Saturday. Thank you very much, Nicky. Thank you, Charlotte. Good luck in the semi-final next week. And uh, thanks for joining us. Big O, always a pleasure. Thank you very much for watching. Enjoy your weekend's football and we'll see you next week.